welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast. I am Michael Obeyer. I will be your guide for the rest of this broadcast. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, in which he intends, at the end of time, to raise up a people who will rule with him. Before I go any further, I want to encourage you to like our page, to subscribe to our channel, and if there is a notification bell icon, I would like you to hit that bell so you can be notified anytime we upload new videos. I want to encourage you to like this page so that we can develop the number of likes that we have so that we can come up in the rankings because we have a message that is critical for this hour and this time. So thank you so much for those of you who are already doing so. If you'd like to support our ministry, you can visit our website at templeoftruth.us. That's www.templeoftruth.us. Or you can go to patreon.com and look for our handle, Emerging Temple. Okay? We're also streaming now with the online radio platforms, um, including Spotify, iTunes, and Google Music. There's a few others. If you want to see the full list of radio stations through whom we broadcast, you can go to our website, templeoftruth.us. And I thank you so much for those of you who've been communicating with us, sharing with us um, your thoughts about our message. We're very encouraged to hear from you. Uh, many of you are watching us through the um, platform, I mean, hundreds of, through the platform of Facebook and WhatsApp, etc. And um, that doesn't necessarily uh, reflect on our accounts here on YouTube, but it doesn't really matter. If we reach one person, and we're able to help transform the life of one person and develop that relationship you have with God, man, we've hit a home run, okay? So it's not all about the numbers for us. It's about it's about the fact that God is using us and we're grateful that you'll find us worthy, you know, to, you know, to be used at this time and this hour. Question for a human being to answer is, why am I here now? Two basic reasons why a person is here. One is to fulfill the will of God for your life. And the second is to be an ornament. You know what an ornament is in a house? Yes, a decoration. So a second reason is just to be here, to be a kind of prop for those people who are actually fulfilling the purpose of God for their lives. You know, you can be a very, very important, a multi-millionaire rich person making millions of dollars, but you're nothing but what? A prop, an ornament. But you want to know something. The only way you can know your purpose in life is for you to know Jesus Christ. If you do not know Jesus Christ, you do not have any possibility of ever knowing your destiny, your purpose from God. Did I say if you know Jesus Christ, you know your destiny, you know your purpose? No. But first of all, once you understand who Jesus is and who you are in him, then you appreciate that which is in you that pulls you to make others better, to make life better, but you're willing to do it for free. It might come with a lot of financial reward, but that's just the icing on the cake. The real reward for you is what? That you are fulfilling your purpose. Man is the only creature that can never obtain what? Satisfaction. If you take the wildest lion and give it enough goats to eat, you can go and pet it on its head and it will do nothing to you. But you take all the money in the world and give to a man. And the next day you'll see him. What's the first thing he's doing? Trying to make more money. Man's wants 
are insatiable because man is made in the image and in the likeness of God. Yes, he has a beginning, but man has no end. You have no end. This is your opportunity now to have clarity of why you are. Because now you are who? A Christian. Now you have met Jesus. Now you are born again. Now is your opportunity to know your purpose and to begin to fulfill it. Because your purpose does not end the day your physical body dies. I repeat, your purpose does not end the day your physical body dies. Let's turn to Jeremiah chapter 36. We'll read from verse 1 to 10. And it came to pass in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, that this word came unto Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Take thee a roll of a book, and write therein all the words that I have spoken unto thee against Israel. Wait, wait, excuse me. Who's, who's giving this command? To who? To who? The Lord is giving it to Jeremiah. Go ahead. And write therein all the words that I have spoken unto thee against Israel and against Judah and against all the nations from the day I spoke unto thee, from the days of Josiah, even unto this day. Stop. What did God command Jeremiah to do? The scroll of the book and write every single word that I have spoken to you. Did he speak to somebody else or did he speak to Jeremiah? Jeremiah. Thank you, ma'am. Continue. It may be that the house of Judah will hear all the evil which I purpose to do unto them, that they may return every man from his evil way, that I may forgive their iniquity and their sin. Then Jeremiah called Baruch the son of Neriah, and Baruch wrote from the mouth of Jeremiah all the words of the Lord which he had spoken unto him upon a roll of a book. So God gave the command to Jeremiah and said, take a book and write everything I have told you. And the Bible says, Jeremiah went out and looked for Baruch, the son of Neriah, and said, write. And Baruch wrote all the words from Jeremiah's mouth that God spoke. Amen. Now, how does Baruch know it's God speaking? How? He has to trust Jeremiah. He has to trust Jeremiah because God didn't speak to Baruch. And if Baruch didn't write, Jeremiah would have failed in his call. Continue. Verse 5. And Jeremiah commanded Baruch, saying, I am shut up. I cannot go into the house of the Lord. I have a limitation. I have a call. I have received the word from God. But I'm limited. I'm constrained. But I still have the command. And I believe God has sent you with the gift to write. Now listen to me. Write these words. And I'm sure Baruch was saying, why didn't God come to me? Since you can't do it. Go ahead. Verse 6. Therefore go thou and read in the roll, which thou hast written from my mouth, the words of the Lord in the ears of the people in the Lord's house upon the fasting day. And also thou shalt read them in the ears of all Judah that come out of their cities. Verse 7. It may be they will present their supplication before the Lord and will return every one from his evil way. For great is the anger and fury that the Lord hath pronounced against this people. Verse 8. And Baruch the son of Neriah did according to all that Jeremiah the prophet commanded him, reading in the book the words of the Lord in the Lord's house. Verse 9, 
And it came to pass in the fifth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, in the ninth month, that they proclaimed a fast before the Lord to all the people in Jerusalem and to all the people that came from the cities of Judah unto Jerusalem. Verse 10, then read Baruch in the book, the words of Jeremiah in the house of the Lord, in the chamber, chamber of Jemariah, the son of Shaphan, the scribe, in the higher court, at the entry of the new gate of the Lord's house, in the ears of all the people. Amen. I'm not going to go any further in this particular place. But guess what? The people respond appropriately. Now, by the way, if you go further, the king doesn't respond like the people. But that's for another day. Now, hasn't Barak done his job? Hasn't Barak fulfilled his purpose? Hasn't Jeremiah fulfilled his purpose? Yes. But do you see that to fulfill your purpose, sometimes God has to bring other people to help you. But be careful. Jeremiah chapter 45, verse 1 to 5. Some people do not like their own position that God has given them. They want your position. <laughs> Why should God be speaking to the world through you, through me? Why don't he just speak to the world through me, to the world? Aren't I somebody? Let's see. From verse 1 to 5. A whole chapter devoted just to this topic. Go, go ahead, man. The word that Jeremiah the prophet spoke unto Baruch, the son of Neriah, when he had written these words in a book at the mouth of Jeremiah, in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, saying, Verse 2. Thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, unto thee, O Baruch. So who's God talking to? A whole chapter devoted to who? Verse 3. Thou didst say... Woe is me now, for the Lord hath added grief to my sorrow. I fainted in my sighing, and I find no rest. Thus saith, Thus shalt thou say unto him, The Lord saith thus, Behold, that which I have built I will break down, and that which I have planted I will pluck up, even this whole land. And seekest thou great things for thyself? Seek them not, for behold, I will bring evil upon all flesh, saith the Lord. But thy life will I give unto thee for a prey in all places whither thou goest. So God is reading Baruch's mind. Jeremiah doesn't know about that. <laughs> Baruch is dissatisfied. You know, there's no compensation for all this work. Uh, he, he, he's, every time he wants to go somewhere, Jeremiah wants him to go and do something for God. And he's saying to himself, oh man... I have my own life to live. I have my own plan. He doesn't tell Jeremiah. But God reads his mind. And God says to him, Are you seeking great things for yourself? Amen. And he says to him, Don't do that. Because all this stuff you're seeing here, one day very soon, is all going to be wiped away. But you, you're going to at least be able to be saved. Praise God. So everybody listen to me now. You find yourself in a position where you have to serve and minister to someone else. And that happens to be your purpose. Baruch is no less than Jeremiah. Because they both served who? God. But Baruch is dissatisfied. He's dissatisfied. He's not satisfied with his law. Turn with me to the book of Exodus chapter 17. You have to be satisfied. Amen? You've got to be satisfied. You are the best. You are the best in what God intends for your life. Nobody else can be better than you. Exodus chapter 17. Let's read from verse 8 to 13. Exodus chapter 17, verse 8 to 13. Go ahead, man. Then came Amalek 
and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out men and go fight with Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand on top of the hill with the rod of God in mine hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. Stop. Do you see that? When Moses lifted up his hand, and when his hand came down, they lost. So as a man, he has limitations. He has to get tired sometimes. Continue. But Moses' hands were heavy, and they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat thereon. And Aaron and Hur stayed upon his hands. Stayed up. Stayed up his hands. The one on the one side, the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. Amen. Listen now. Moses lifted up one hand. Amen. Amen. And when he got tired, his hand would come down and the enemy would begin to what? Prevail. Prevail. When he was strong enough to lift up that hand again, what would happen? <laughs> Israel would start to prevail. And finally, two brothers came up with a great idea. <laughs> what was their idea? Let's hold his hands up for him, hand up for him. Why did you change? Did you notice what you just said, sister? Yes, I said hand. They didn't yeah. You you said something and then you changed it. What did you first say? Hands. And then you said what? Hand. Why did you change that? Because I remembered that um, when God told Moses to lift his hand, he lifted his hand, but when he raised his staff to the heavens instead. But notice, you were right, but you changed. They, they didn't changed. hold up his hand. They held, they held up both hands. hands. Amen. Do you see that? Do you not understand why you pray and you lift up your hands? Oh, God. Lifting up of hands is a very powerful thing. It is the receiving of energy from God. Amen. 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 Be careful with those who pray and do like this in church. Okay? That's not of God. That's how you curse. When you do this? Amen. Amen. If you are going to transfer any virtue, you must touch the person. Amen. Amen. We're not here in soul business. We're dealing with spiritual business. Amen. Praise God. But that's on the side. So we can see here that Moses, the people's purpose to overcome Amalek was dependent on Moses fulfilling his purpose. Amen. But Moses' success in fulfilling his purpose was dependent on her and Aaron fulfilling their, their purpose. purpose. Her is a man. Okay. H-U-R. H-U-R. And so, you must understand, praise God, that the gospel of Jesus Christ, Jesus said, who is that servant 
who the master will give bread to feed his brethren, that when he comes shall find so doing. There are men and women who God has given bread to give to us. Amen. He has given them to feed us. Our job is to help them. Praise God. Amen. Our duty is to help them. Praise God. Amen. We should receive from, we should be able to discern. The Bible says, discern them that are over you in the Lord. Yes, we're both born again, but you're over me in the Lord. Some people don't want to accept that. They tell you, are you not that little boy that I used to clean your bottom when you were a little boy and you now come and want to tell us that you are such and such, that God has sent you? I disagree with you. <laughs> I disagree with you. On what basis? On what basis? Praise God. Turn with me to Genesis chapter 11. I want you to understand everybody. Listen now please. I'm going to say something very profound and I especially want the adults to understand this. You are existing and you are living within a mental structure. Amen. Amen. A mental structure. Edifice. Matrix. Contraption. Construction. And that which you think of Greatly, and that which you think of minutely, are all part and one and the same as that whole matrix upon which your mind is framed. Do you understand me now? Yes. So, in this world, both that which is good and that which is evil is a construct of antichrists. I will say that again. In this world, both that which is good and that which is evil is a construct of antichrist. In other words, those things you are told and you are taught are good. In and of themselves are not bad. They are not evil. But they often and mostly will serve the interest of a construction, a contraption, an edifice that is being prepared for a habitation of the Antichrist. So they will tell you that something is evil, something is wrong. To behave that way is evil, but to behave this way is good. And often they are correct. But why? Do I say we do not follow that good? Why don't we follow that good? We do not follow that good because we discovered that that good contradicts the word of God. That's all. And God said, do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of what? Good and evil. It wasn't an evil tree. It was both good and evil. He said, in that place was also the tree of life. And this word 
is the tree of life. And let's see what it says in Genesis chapter 11 from verse 1 to 9. Stand up please and so the microphone can pick you up. Amen. Amen. The whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar. They dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for, for stone and slime had they for more. Go ahead. And they said, Go to, let us let us build us a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make us a name. Let us be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Amen. So they said to themselves, Come together. Let us build ourselves a city and a tower. Lest we be scattered upon the face of the earth. They decided they were wanted, they wanted to do the opposite. Amen. They wanted to do what? The opposite of what God had commanded us in Genesis chapter 1. God said, be fruitful, replenish, and fill the earth. Praise God. But guess what these people wanted to do? They wanted to bring everyone together into a one world system. One PowerPoint of control of your faith, your religion, your political process, your economic process, your agricultural process. Everything, the value system of the world was going to be one value system. There will be no contrarian view. This was the same thing Israel did when they asked for a king. The Bible says in those days there was no king in Israel. So every man did what seemed right. What? In his own eyes. And finally the people couldn't take it anymore. They said we want a king. And the prophet Samuel says, listen, I know there's a lot of problems, but this is not the answer. <laughs> I get it. I get it that there's a lot of problems. But this is not the answer. The answer Samuel didn't have. But praise God, we do. The answer is, you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Repent of your sins. And everything will be just fine. Do you think everybody in the world is ready to do that now? No. no. So, guess what? They remain out here. Subject to this. Only in Christ can we come together. Only in Christ is there neither Greek nor Jew. Barbarian nor Gentile. Outside of Christ, there is. Outside of Christ... There is war. Outside of Christ, there is racism. Outside of Christ, there is hatred. Outside of Christ, discrimination. Discrimination. You cannot take the values of Christ and ascribe to this world 
or you will die the death of a fool. Amen. Amen. Please continue, young lady. Um, Verse 5. Amen. Amen. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men built. Builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. They all have one understanding. Amen. Amen. The people is one. Right now, you can't disagree. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Wherever you go, they say, No. You are you are a bigot. Is that not so? You 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 are not tolerant. Huh? You are not tolerant. Misogynistic. Huh? That you, you you're living you're living in the past. This is the modern time. Yeah. We're more informed now, we're more educated, we're more knowledgeable now. You're living in medieval times. You're thinking like a medieval man. You see that? Mm -hmm. You see that? Yeah. Verse 7. Six. 7. Seven. Go to, let us go down and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. Stop. I have a question for you. Did God bring in misunderstanding to the world? He did. Yes. Did God cause man to have misunderstanding? Yes. What happens when you have a misunderstanding with a person? War. You go to war. You cannot live in peace. Now you tell me when God changed that. Never. He never changed it. It's a law. It's a law. You hear me everybody? It's a law. Don't stand on the wayside and play neutral. Take a stand so that people don't die like fools. That's your job. Your job is to save souls. Something is coming to this earth. It's no game. People will be hacked. Children will be hacked, killed because you kept your mouth quiet. The best you can do is to give them information from God like Jeremiah spoke through Baruch that something was coming something was coming to Judah don't let anybody sell you into this let's all come together and we all get along it's never gonna happen because finally one day that pot is gonna get so hot it's gonna explode and you'll regret that you never plan an exit. And worst of all, you'll be regretting of the souls crying out because you knew and you never warned them. They can cast aspersions at us for now and make themselves think they're very intelligent and very civilized. And we are the bigots and we can't think. We're warning them. You don't have the capacity to live together. Understand this. The Christians should, but no one else has that capacity. That doesn't mean the Christians do. And if the Christians who should do not, what chance is it for that unbeliever who claims he can 
but certainly will not. That's the word. That's the word. And I don't care how born again you are. When those mobs begin to riot out there and begin to kill people because you look in a certain way, they're not going to say, well, we can see you're born again, so we're going to go right past you. It's not going to happen. So the Christians of all races, of all tribes, we need to understand what's going on. We need to look out for each other. We have received the gift. Amen. Amen. To love each other, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of race, regardless of tribe. We've received that gift from Jesus Christ. And we can lay down our lives for each other. But no other group of human beings can do that. Don't deceive your brethren and let them die like fools. Let them be aware if they're in a foreign land. What's up? Amen. Amen. Let them be aware if they're in a foreign land. What's up? Go ahead. Verse 8 to 11. 8 to 10. Okay. Amen. 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 So the Lord scattered them abroad from the from thence upon the face of the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound their language of all the earth. And from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad from the face upon the face of all the earth. Amen. Thank you. Verse nine was what I needed. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay. So now we see a law that God has put in. It's the law of confusion. Amen? Yes. <laughs> Are you with me, Michael? Yes. Are you with me? God has caused people of different tribes in this world, different languages, different races, whites, Japan, Asians, Native America, uh, Americans, Native Americans, Africans. Are you with me? And then within their own selves, they have their own tribes and they have disagreements among themselves and they cannot live together in peace. So Germany bombs England and England bombs Germany. 20 years later, they come for part two. And who knows when they'll do part three. And Russia bombs this and Russia bombs that. And America bombs this and America bombs that. And the Shiite killed the Sunni. And the Sunni killed the Sufi. And the Catholic killed the Protestant. And the Protestant killed the Jew. Etc. Etc. But in Jesus Christ. Amen. In Jesus Christ. We seek a kingdom. We seek something higher. Something deeper. That demands that we exercise we receive the capacity to exercise self-control. And when you are able to exercise self-control, then and only then do you receive the authority from God to be free upon this earth and to dwell wheresoever you wish. Until then, God has put a boundary, the Bible tells us in the book of Acts, for your habitation. Because nobody takes a lion out of a zoo and leaves to roam the streets as though it's a pet chihuahua. It's a lion and it will devour. And Satan understands this. And he wants you all to kill yourselves. That's why he doesn't want you to ask yourself the relevant question. Why are people being forced off their lands? Why are people running in ships and boats and dying? Thousands of them on the Mediterranean Sea trying to reach Europe. 
running from Afghanistan, running from Africa. Why? The church, we have to deal with these things. They are not some political discussion out there. They are affecting the lives of men and women that you and I are dealing with every day. Praise God. And the answer is in the word of God that we have a land that God has given to us. And we must be kind to strangers who come and dwell amongst us. But it is natural for those who are outside of Christ to become suspicious of strangers who dwell amongst them. Permanent. That's what happened to Pharaoh. Pharaoh, out of nowhere, he said, the Hebrew children are growing too quickly. They're multiplying too fast. What if we go to war someday and they join our enemies against us? Did the Israelites do anything to them? Did the Israelites join their enemies against them? It was just a what? A thought. When people can no longer see their economy working, they can't feed their children, they can't get medication for their children, they begin to look at the strange and they see the stranger in their midst doing well. They begin to believe they're being robbed. Sooner or later, a Hitler stands up and begins to tell them, he is why you can't feed your child. Mm -hmm. They are why. And you begin to get xenophobic responses. And your answer to it is to pour more flame to the fire. Your answer to it is to send in more people. No. You have yourself to blame when they turn against you. You have yourself to blame when they begin to destroy you. Everybody should understand that until Christ comes, we are living on dynamite. Amen. Praise God. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians is just before Philippians in the New Testament. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2, verse, from verse 13 to 19. I'm going to read. Now, you begin to see the answer to this problem, to this dilemma. You didn't shy away from it. You acknowledge that there's a problem and now you come to the word of God to seek a solution. And the solution can only be found in Jesus Christ. That all men must bow their knees and accept him. From verse 13, Ephesians chapter 2, from verse 13 to 19, he says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who sometime were far off are made near by who? The blood of Christ. There you go. Outside of him, we have no peace. Anybody else trying to serve you anything else is trying to sell you the Brooklyn Bridge as his personal property. For he is our peace who had made both what? One. Which both? Both who, Which both is he speaking about? The different peoples. And had broken down the middle wall of what? Partition. Between us. When did this wall arrive? At Babel. Verse 15. Having abolished in his flesh. The what? The enmity. The inherent mistrust. And dislike. That we have deep in our DNA. For one another. Even the law of what? Commandments. Contained in ordinances. For to make in himself of the two. One new man. So making what? Peace. I don't like the kind of food you all eat. You can't stand the kind of food we eat. I don't like the way you guys walk. I don't like the way you guys dress. I don't like the way you people do this. I don't, I don't like this kind of music. I don't, you all are so different from us. We can't stand you. huh? Oh, today's a special day. There should be no school. Because this is the day we remember our Savior. This other group says, no, 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 no. We don't believe in that. The day we remember our Savior is on that day. So there should be no school on that day. Very soon there will be no school at all. <laughs> I heard the children are happy about that. Huh? Yeah. Only children would like something like that. Do you understand? So there is, so there's, there's enmity. Everybody has his own ordinances, his traditions, his own right and wrong. And, you know, on this day, it's a special day. Why do you have the shop open? You know, in some states, there's no work done on Sundays. 
for certain businesses have to be closed on Sunday. Why? Because some people believe that's their holy day. But guess what? Some other people don't think Sunday is a holy day. <laughs> Are you with me? Let's continue. Verse 16. That he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were afar off, and them which were near. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto who? The wow. Father. Now therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints of the household of God. And by the way, I get it. The foundational scripture is talking about being Hebrew or being Gentile. I get that. But this is deeper than that. That's just an unsample of the enmity of mankind. Amen. Now, another scripture real quick and then we'll, we'll close or have questions. Colossians, next two chapters. Colossians chapter three, two books late, two books next. After, after Ephesians, you have Philippians. After Philippians, you have Colossians. Ephesians, I'm sorry, Colossians chapter three from verse one to 11. Amen. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of who? Disobedience. Disobedience. In the which ye also walked in some time, when ye lived in them. But now ye also put off all these, Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put up the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge, out of the image of him that created him. Where there is neither what? Greek, Greek nor Jew, Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is what? All and in all. Everybody listen to me. Outside of Christ, you still got bond. Free, uh, barbarian, Scythian, Jew, Catholic, Roman, Hausa, Igbo, Yoruba, this, whatever you call them, black, white, red. You got all that. And it's causing problems for you all. And if you want peace, where do you find it? Hello? So anybody teaching the society. Are you with me, man? Yes. All right. Anybody teaching the society that they will all get along and that the answer is that you should bring in all kinds of foreign people to live together. I'm warning the Christians. Let them do what they want to do. I'm not a politician. My message is to the Christian. I'm saying to you all, don't let yourself be deceived. All they're doing is getting the firewood for the fire. Outside of Christ, people cannot live together in peace for holy soul. Bible is the Bible. Now, I'll close with the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10 from verse 5 to 8. Just three or four scriptures here. Verses. Mr. Mike, can you read that for us, please? Yeah. First hand up. Amen. Amen. These twelve Jesus, these twelve Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, "Do not go into the way of the Gentiles, and do not enter the sea of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel." Stop. Just stop for a second. Let's listen to this for a second. Jesus is saying, "This is the gospel of the kingdom, but don't take it to the Gentiles, not even to the Samaritans, but go only." To the church. Are you with me? Take it to Israel. Go ahead. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Okay. Read for us also Matthew yeah. 15, verse. Read for us also Matthew 15, verse 21 to 28. 
That Peter, that Peter, that Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out the region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, to David. My daughter is severely demon possessed. But he answered her not a word, and his disciples came urging him, Send her away, for she cries out after us. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and dough to the little dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord, yet even the little dogs eat their crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, for is your faith, let it be to you as you desire. The daughter was healed okay then finally last scripture really last scripture matthew 28 18 to 20. verse 18 to 20. yes amen amen and jesus came and spoke to them saying all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth go therefore and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit teaching them to observe all things that i have commanded you in love now, where is Jesus sending disciples to? All the earth. You see that? But at one time, this message of peace was for a select few who had the capacity to handle it. A time will come when there will be peace in the world. I hear Christians always, they pray, they want to pray for peace in the world. What kind of prayer is that? Hello? What kind of prayer is that? Are you greater than God? God said that nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be earthquakes in diverse places. I want to pray for peace in the world. No. Say, God, I want to pray for my children. I want to pray for my pastor. I want to pray for this. I want to have some specific people you want to deliver from the flood that is to come. But as for a flood, it must surely come. And this is what God is speaking to us at this hour and at this time. Amen. You are unique people, chosen by God, blessed by God, set apart by God to, see, to be protected from the destruction that is to come. But if you take yourself out of the ark and drown, you have only yourself to blame. So I solicit your prayers. I solicit your support. Okay, I want to thank you for your time. For those of you who have been faithful, you know, supporting this work, for being involved, sharing these videos. Okay? Don't be, don't, don't, don't get weary. Don't be weary. Don't get tired. Your strength is supposed to come brighter and brighter every day. Okay? Keep pressing on. Share these videos with your family and friends. Start watch parties on Facebook over this video so your friends and family can discuss it. Okay? And continue to write us. Write me through Facebook. Write me through you know, the, the comment section here on YouTube. Okay? So I want to encourage you. Thank you so much for the way you've been supporting us. Thank you so much for all that you've been doing. We really appreciate it. Remember what I said, if you want to continue listening to us, audio, you can always go, okay, to our website. You can see the online radio channels that you can get us through. Like I mentioned um, Apple's iTunes, I met Apple iTunes, I mentioned um, Spotify, and I think Google. You can also, you know, there are other platforms also through which you can hear us through audio, okay? I want to encourage you to subscribe to our channel and to, you know, 
hit the like buttons, hit the like buttons. I can't say that enough. Every time you want me to through YouTube, hit the like buttons. Now, if you're watching through Facebook or you're watching through some other video like WhatsApp, it's not going to show here, so you won't see a like. But if you're watching through YouTube, I want to encourage you, or Facebook, wherever it is, I want to encourage you, hit that like button. Okay, hit that like button. It matters to us. Okay, thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for everything that you've been doing, you know, by watching our videos. Okay, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be on the road, but wherever I am, I'm going to be broadcasting from there. So the broadcast is still going to keep going. Okay, so thank you so much, everybody. God bless you. See you soon.